Hey guys, you're listening to the Energy of the Untamed Heart podcast, where we talk about uncaging your divinely gifted wild heart to be as free and expansive as you were born to be. My goal is to use our stories, guest interviews, and your questions to tease out what has been keeping your wild heart under wraps. We want to thrive, not just survive. I'm your host, Miel Fox, and together we will shatter the myths of our old stories to set our wild heart free. So thanks for choosing you and showing up today. Let's dive in. My guest this morning is Lisa Peppers-Hatkin, a licensed psychotherapist as well as an executive therapy therapeutic coach and a Brene Brown certified Dare to Lead facilitator. Lisa comes to this with so much experience and knowledge in so many areas, not only corporate coaching, but also personal curriculum. And she's created another project to help children in schools called My Hearty Kid, which really I find fascinating and grateful, especially in these times following pandemic and homeschooling and kids trying to integrate and deal with a lot of emotional and other social issues. I find that seeing somebody build something like my hearty kid is fabulous. So without further ado, I'm going to let Lisa jump on and give a little bit of her backstory. And we're just going to have a convo about what's going on and why do we do what we do and How do we move it all forward with our dreams and our visions? Lisa, welcome. Thank you so much for coming today. I love it. I'm I'm so happy to be here and I'm happy to support you in any way I can moving your dream forward because you're going to touch one person who's going to touch another person who's going to touch another person. And that's how it grows. It's beautiful. That's how I've grown my dreams. Tell me how did when you say this is how your dream started and it grows and it grows. To me, it's so ripple. It's like the pebble in the pond and it starts out small and then it just expands and it expands and it expands. Can you share a little bit of how that worked for you? I was telling someone the other day about how my practice grew, how my business grew. And it really was one kind of episode or phase or business card at a time. You know, I have a little wallet full of all my different business cards, all the different iterations of myself. But at the core of all of that are my values. It's like that I have never wavered from. But, Mm. you know, which project you're launching, which book you're trying to write, which group you're trying to form, that I notice changes. And the determination of how many likes we get or how many followers we have should be no indication of the success of a project or the importance of a project. If it rings true to you inside of your heart and your values, then keep going for it. But unfortunately, we start to compare. And when we compare, there is only despair. So we have to train our brains to move away from the things that suck our energy dry and move toward what I call radical Mm self-care. The practices, the investments that you make on a daily basis that keep you feeling empowered and strong and loved and on purpose. That was a lot. I said a lot. 
I oh, I'm glad you say. said a lot because you hit a lot of what I think are the day-to-day highlights of how many of us kind of zombie our way through our day, through our lives. We set our long-term visions and dreams and goals on the side because we spend a lot of time and energy worrying about how are we externally validated versus how are we internally validated? How do we look and find the joy in the moments of the journey as we're moving towards that thing that fulfills us. Uh, This is a prime example, this podcast. And before we hit the record button, you and I had a little conversation about where we are in our journey. For you with almost 30 years plus of experience, this probably comes to you as easy as pouring a cup of coffee. For me, this is the beginning. I'm literally with where we are at today's episode, I would say I'm not quite the pebble dropping on the water, but I'm probably only a few spirals out. So my place of where I initiate and your place of where you are, it's very fascinating to me that the same considerations of dream building and vision seeking and the journey and finding your way back home to your heart doesn't change or vary regardless of where you are on that journey, just is very fulfilling and empowering to see somebody who has made and evolved and grown through the iterations to where you currently are. And that the key basic foundational component of the motion and the movement and the growth is the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I like to get super specific. So our conversation was a exact example of that you're just at the beginning you put a call out my assistant knows that I want to be on more podcasts to impact more people with gifts of radical self-care of tools to fire their inner bullies. I want to be on any podcast I can be on. And that's how we matched up. Your inner bully could have said, oh no, I'm just at the beginning. No, I can't interview this lady. And my inner bully could have said, oh, I have all this experience, but I don't have a lot of podcast interviews. I have a number of them, but not where I want it to be. I want tools to be out to the masses, like just the basic tools, my free tools that I give away all the time. I want to share those more widely. And so that intersection where you stayed with your yes, and I stayed with my yes, meant that we got to meet. You could have shut that down, or I could have shut that down. But when you listen to your values, you don't believe your feelings then real growth and transformation happens. How do I know? Because I've worked with thousands of people. I see it all the time, but we need guidance to not listen to our inner bully. We need guidance to change our relationship with anxiety. I think the the common saying of it takes a village, I think it takes a village in all, all things, including personal transformation, uh, team transformation, private versus corporate, it doesn't matter. It's its transformation and its growth and to be able to have support and guidance for that, as well as I'm going to call it acknowledgement from somebody who has walked the piece of the path already, who has done the thing, 
who has had some of the experiences to share what does it mean? What does it feel like? What was I thinking at the time? All those things will resonate with somebody who is at whatever stage of their journey they may be at the quote unquote beginning, like myself, if you want to call it that, as opposed to multiple decades of experience. I think the journey is the journey. I will tell you absolutely in full transparency. First, I knew that I wanted to really get my message on a broader level. So I joined a group on social media that would allow me to find guests. When I joined, I didn't look at the number of people in the group. I just hit the join button and said, okay, no problem. Then I went back and looked and the little ego piece of me that said, hmm, maybe you're playing in the wrong pond, my friend. Maybe this is above where you're at. Maybe you should not be doing this. Spoke very briefly. And I did actually wait a day or two before I said, you know what? I'm just going to post in there anyway. And the people who are meant to come to me will show up and the people who are not won't. And there's nothing to lose. I mean, so what if I get crickets and if I don't get crickets, well, isn't that fabulous? So that was my first leap out of the box. And and when you say there's nothing to lose, that talk track tells the brain lose, 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 Mm. even though you said nothing to lose, but the the negative slant of nothing to lose, I like to help to train your brain to say, I have everything to learn. I have everything to gain by taking this leap. Can you feel the difference? Yes. I have everything to gain. And it's actually what you did. You actually took a leap toward gaining. It's your dance of courage. Of course I do my research and I see, oh, oh, I'm playing in the big time now. I'm not just at the coffee shop. I'm at the top of Starbucks here. Whoa. And the little piece of me said, "Uh uh-oh, are you really sure you're ready to take this on? And the other side of me was like, yeah, I bet you she's got some amazing stories. I bet you she got something amazing to share with my audience. And so I did. And here you are. And I'm grateful. I love it. This is how exactly how it goes. What would be great to do is put on our calendars a year from now and then a year from that time and a year from that time and just keep checking in like, where's it now? How's it now? A year later, right? I think. Oh, so that would be let's so do fun. That. I would right. love that. Calendaring yeah. for growth. The other thing I do with people that I work with is Pave the way in the direction that you want to go. Where do you want to go? And what is it that you need to do to continue to remind yourself to go there? You have an interview with me already scheduled a year from now. Yes. Game on. Game Game on. on. Your podcast is alive and ready to go. Why? Just because you said it was done. I also really feel like when you verbalize, not just to yourself, but to the world, to the universe. When you quote unquote, put it out there, that not only firms your intention, but it sends that message forward that you may not know what it will be in a year, but you absolutely know that you are taking that next inspired step in some way, just by saying, hey, we're going to plan a meetup in a year. And who knows? I don't know what that will come out 
to be, but that's kind of the fun of it. That's really the excitement of it. The possibilities are far beyond what we physically see sitting right in front of us this very minute. And however that plays out is how that's playing out. What needs to come out comes out. What people need to hear, they hear. And I love that about this platform. I'm inviting you on to interview you and you're over there saying, hey, wait a minute, I got questions for you. But this is what I built this podcast on because I wanted to create and build community connection, collaboration where it becomes useful to the collective. And just through the conversation, through the the pearls of wisdom that come forward when people talk about their journey, their lives, what they do or don't do, that to me is the gold. That's it. It's gold. It's the story, right? It's mm. it's so beautiful. So how did you fire your inner bully? That's the work. I think that's the foundational work for the for little kids to begin to recognize, oh wait, that's not my inner wisdom. That's my bully. That's something a teacher said. That's something a caregiver said, something a relative said, that's not my truth. When they're too little to ascertain that. But I watched when I taught kids how to recognize the difference, right? Yeah. So I'm curious with you, how did you fire your inner bully and take this leap toward your big dream? I'm going to say it's almost like a double-edged sword. As a child, not only was I bullied, which is never much fun for a child, but I was also raised with some older standards of pretty much suck it up, buttercup. Just pull up your britches and do the thing and quit your crying and get on with it, which, you know, there is some value to having resilience and just getting on with it. But there's also that side that I think sometimes causes us to start to protect and I'll call it cage for lack of a better word, defend your heart, the tenderness of your heart, the who you really are, because who wants to be hurt? Nobody. And so as a child, you start to build these walls and and these defenses. We're talking for the masses, you know, you're talking for your listeners, you're talking for your people. But once we start to say, I started to protect my heart and I started to guard myself, then watch what happens. I guarded my heart and absolutely I did all the defenses. Um, I had, like many of us, a lot of traumatic events that have painted a palette around my life. And it has taken me a very long time to really find my way back home, find that path to who I am and who, what my heart really desires. To answer your question, what is the thing that's allowed me to tell my inner bully, right? Fire your inner bully. Um One is that I'm very aware that I am not my mind. Yes, my mind does some thinking, but I am not actually my mind. That's definitely important that I'm the observer of the event. So therefore I have choices. And I will say that I also have now discovered how do I take my natural tendency for resilience and grittiness, which was previously for me just a means by which to survive. And I've now been able to take that and use that as fail forward. It's a learning curve for me, even if it doesn't pan out the way that I think it's supposed to, there's a lesson, there's a learning. So when I look at my decisions in that framework of 
I have everything to gain no matter what. There's going to be something here. I have everything to gain. It takes the edge off of all the little things we tell ourselves like, oh, well, I sound okay on audio. Oh, well, this very experienced, well-known influencer really want to talk to little old me, that kind of thing. When I think about that, I'm like, okay, so listen, Lisa probably pours her coffee like the same way I pour my coffee in the morning. She probably has bad hair days like I have bad hair days. So really, what's the difference? We can get on and have a conversation. What exactly? What Mm -hmm. is the difference? The difference is you asked. Yeah. You asked for me to show up to match your dream. That's it. You fired your inner bully and said, you, I'm not taking advice from you. I'm taking advice. What did you say? I wrote down what you said because it was so lovely. I am not my mind. I am the observer. So the observer is kick-ass, wicked smart. So you said, okay, what would my observer do? I call that listening to your values. Not listening to your inner bully, which is your mind. And what if it all works out? What if everybody you ask to be a guest on your podcast I mean, it's like the little kid going in the candy store and being told, you got five minutes, do whatever you want. Oh, well, we, fabulous. We have time. Yes. I I run a women's group weekly, every Wednesday at noon, and I love it. People say to me, why do you do that? And why is it inexpensive? And why? Because it's more important for me to be in conversation with people who want to be in conversation than it is to try and pump up some ego that my goal is I not only do I want true authenticity I demand that of myself to show up as I am who I am as opposed to who I used to show up as because of and you can go ahead and write that whole list I also have created the intention for myself that I will draw guests in for this platform to share this to me global message that needs to be heard. My intention is those individuals who are genuine and authentic and want to share value for the purpose of sharing the value, not pay me to come on your podcast. Those are the people I want those are the people who are in the same vibration with me beautiful so one tweak at the only thing i have one word to change when you said i will draw guests in to share my global message beautiful now let's edit it to i am drawing in the guests and it's already you already are So there's no, I will, because you already are in the verb of transformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know with other episodes or where you're going and it would be lovely for you to have a solo episode and tell your story because I could tell your story matters and your story will impact a lot of people. Just keep telling your stories, different layers of, oh, and then I did this and then I did that. People want to relate. 
I'm running a, a leadership cohort teaching the Brené Brown body of work. And I am drawing the exact right people into this cohort. And then I did something unique in this group, which is I let people tell their stories. Usually I sort of stay away from that because we have such limited time together. My invitation really is for people to go in and work on their own story rather than get to know each other. Because we know what that's like. We get to know each other in a cohort. The cohort ends. Everybody ends loving each other, but rarely do people keep that connection going. That I haven't figured out why that happens yet. But anyway, so one um, young man in my cohort has quite a story. He had a murder conviction and all the work he did in prison overturned it. And he's out. And I started with his story because I wanted people to hear his story. And then everybody else has since sort of belittled their own story. Like, oh, I can't tell my story. I don't really have a story. Like he has a story. I've been thinking a lot lately about the small S story. He certainly has a capital S story. We just can't deny it. That is a big story. But our story, our small S story, or even if it's your capital S story, matters. It all matters. It, it all, all matters because we're right here right now. It's interesting when you say the big S, the little S. Again, there's that comparitis that we automatically want to default to. The small story example is exactly what we've been talking about did I follow through with the post? Did I follow through with the interview request? Did I follow through all those things? And I think it's the same with our stories. Sometimes I even say this sometimes to myself, well, you know, there's somebody that has it worse than I do. There's somebody who's had it more intensely or longer or differently or whatever. And so truly my story is so minimal compared to their story. And then again, I catch myself having that conversation and say, wait a right. second, there's somebody Great. out there who will gather something from your story. It isn't that my story is better than yours. It just is. Uh, not work. Yes. You know, it just totally. is. And there is value in everything. And those who need to hear it will hear it. And those who aren't ready or don't, won't. And so be it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's There's a reason it. cultures bring their history through in storytelling. That's not right. random. There's a reason for that. Yes. And yeah. because it's not just passing dates and facts, you could go to history class for that. It's bringing through the essence of who we are culturally and generationally in our stories, the good and the bad. Yeah. I mean, I firmly believe we are here to express the duality of what does it mean to be a human on this earth in this lifetime? We're not here just for the, the fun ride. Some of it's a grind, but there's beauty in the grind. Who are your listeners? Who's the oh, tribe you're, you're drawing tribe. to? You? Oh, golly. I suppose there are probably Even a lot of folks what? like myself. Maybe not my age, but I think Say there are more. people. I think there are people who know at some very deep, deep level that they're more than what they're presenting, that they've dimmed their light, that they've 
hidden themselves, that they've undervalued their value, all the things to either get by or people please or be accepted or not be rejected or whatever the tales and stories that we tell ourselves that we've been told perhaps as kids or coworkers or students at school. I think the listeners who will gather information who come to the podcast, because if you think of the name, Energy of the Untamed Heart, what is that? It's basically, we are all gifted with an extremely generous, open, expansive, expressive heart space. We all have this, but yet we hide it. We cage it. We try to tame it. I'm interested in being an energetic awareness guide to help people walk their way home to themselves. Mm. Be it, express it, do it. An An energetic awareness guide. Kind of catchy. Kind of funny, actually. Oh, it's wonderful. And then you said one other thing, to to march their way back. Walk your way home, back to your heart, to the true essence of how you were put here, how you chose to come here, to be in your human expression in this particular journey. We are all brought here with an amazing capacity for love, compassion, connection, and our earthly gift wrap, if you want to call it that, is trying to push that in the opposite direction, trying to create the separateness, trying to create the lack of unification. We sort of buy into that a bit for whatever the reasons Mm -hmm. are. And I want to help people see there's more. There's another way. If you're like, oh my gosh, is this it? Yeah, let me tell you, this isn't just it. There's so much more. You just have to be willing. Mm. I can't wait to provide you with a a number of free things. So I have my Fire Your Inner Bully, just a, a, a PDF, right? Work on ourselves. I agree. I love these radical self-care practices. Like what are the habits that you're willing to commit to, to keep you playing big in your own life? I love this whole thing, the energy of the untamed heart. I think your phrase is so so appropriate. What are you willing to commit to? And this is the other area that I find not just for myself until I really had a little sit down with myself. People will choose to try to use a variety of excuses or justifications for why they cannot commit to do the thing. And I So are you that. ready to dive in? I challenge you that. Dive in that. You're willing to commit to? Yeah. Because you're doing it. You're yeah. doing it. Yeah. You're willing Absolutely. to say yes to anybody who responds to your podcast request or you're willing to ask five people who you imagine would never say yes yes ask them i have and (laughs) it's interesting some are crickets and some have politely deferred i've been blessed to have a handful say oh yeah i've been where you are i'm extending my hand to walk with you for a little ways And then you will in turn walk with somebody else a little ways. And every day I wake up like, wow, this is very interesting to me because 
like you, I've gone through a lot of different iterations. The message has never really changed, but the how do I bring this forward has shifted and pivoted as I've learned more of myself, as I've learned more of what purpose is, how do I choose to express that? So it's more, it's gone through a few little shifts here and there. What I always find interesting is I know when it feels right because it doesn't feel overly difficult. It doesn't feel like a homework assignment. It feels more like, oh, this is fun. Let's do this for a while. And when I get that feeling, I know. Yeah. How long are, are your episodes usually? They'll be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes or so. Enough that if you can't listen at home, maybe you're running down to the store for something, you can pop it on, you know, yeah, a little this, a little that. Great. Yeah. So that's where we are. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really curious mm-hmm. before I let you go, we have a handful of minutes. Can you talk to me about the My Hardy Kid? Tell me what that means. Yeah, that's so beautiful that you would tap into that. I created this program. A hundred years ago, it feels like, well, not really, when my daughter was in kindergarten and now she's a senior in high school and her best little buddy she met in kindergarten was afraid to raise her hand. And so I said to this little girl, I met this little girl and I said, Ella, honey, if you practice being brave, then I will bring you a surprise on Friday. And every day she would come up to me and she was like, I was brave. And she raised her hand. She asked to go to the bathroom. She was practicing being brave. And so I made her, I was like, what am I going to do? I made her this funny looking little toy that had a heart head and these little arms and legs. And I sewed it on my machine. I did not know how to make it. And I put a little necklace on it that said, I am brave. Aww. Then I gave it to her and all the other kids and my kids were like, I like it. Then at the same time to join a mastermind group. And in the morning I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm going to work on these toys for kids and a program to help kids grow self-esteem. And that's what I did. And oh boy, did I learn a lot. I had no idea how to build a business. I said to my coach, this isn't a nonprofit. This is a no profit because I kept giving it away. I just kept right. giving it to teachers and giving it to principals and volunteering my time. And one day it will come back alive. I know it. But I, I took a diversion after I volunteered and taught it for six or seven years. The teachers in my kids' school were so welcoming and they loved my energy and they loved what I was teaching. Then I went back into my own business and everything. It wants to exist again. It just needs a master's level program in a college to Mm. build it, to use it as their sample business to grow and build. It's such a cool program. It teaches kids about intuition. It teaches them about affirmations and intentions and manifesting and how to language your dreams positively. Everything we talked about today is in that kid's program and kids learn it from the word go. And I still run into kids that I taught when they were little and they're like, you're that hearty kid lady. 
all of those kids are doing well today. I mean, that's powerful. It's really powerful. I'll share with you the, the link on the website and I'm always happy to share it. I think kids need free teachers. And I think it's sort of like what goes around comes around. I think the need has resurfaced with a very loud voice of late, especially post pandemic. I see that our younger kids, as a result of our very overworked, stressed adult population, is in desperate need of these skills. Desperate. And I speak, I do not have children. I do not have children in the school system. I do work in healthcare and I see the trend as the kids come through on all levels. And I think, wow, these school systems desperately need something, whether it's a person or a program. I live rurally. Access to services and dollars available to the school system is nil. Uh, But the need, the need is just profound, so profound. Perhaps we have educators in the audience who would jump and grasp at this. My stepdaughter is a teacher for younger kids, third graders, and that's this program really alone. The right? That's I, really the best age to start yeah. this third, fourth, fifth. Yeah. To, young, younger you can too, but it's different skill set. The, the toy that I made for the classroom, the kids would pass it around. Mm-hmm. And then I did all these love maps. So kids could begin to learn how to express their inner wisdom, quiet the inner bully for five minutes in the classroom. It was so good. So maybe there needs to be a whole nother level, not just my hearty kid. Maybe, maybe it just needs to be a whole nother program, like my hearty self or my hearty for grownups or something, because the ideas, the concepts, the principles, all of it. It's, it's our, for everybody. Our ageless. Ageless. Yeah. What's the easiest way to find you? My website and Instagram and YouTube and all of that and LinkedIn. And I am very accessible. That can be help at lisapeppersatkin.com. For people who want to level up, I have a women's group. Wednesdays at noon. And that's a wonderful membership community. And I'm happy to talk to people and see if it's appropriate. Another powerful episode with so much wisdom. Lisa is a vault of wisdom. She can be found across all social media platforms at lisapeppersatkin.com. She offers a myriad of support services ranging from a membership community, leadership coaching, and other tools to support you in firing your inner bully. If you enjoyed the episode, please tag a friend and invite them to listen regularly to the podcast. I would love for you to leave a review. And of course, don't forget to subscribe. So that way you don't miss an episode as we continue to explore the energy of the untamed heart. So much love to you all.